Good morning, Skilled in Church of Christ. Welcome to our second Monday podcast. We're actually recording on a Wednesday here at the Skillman Church of Christ Rotunda. I'm here with my good friend, my co-worker, the one and only Jake Jacobson. Howdy. And today we are blessed with an audience of three here. And hopefully we have a microphone uh, right there. And so hopefully we'll get to hear from them. Uh, you know, Debbie Williams is shaking her head. Uh, but maybe we'll be lucky enough to hear from her. But we have the one and only Ryan Cole. And we have David and Debbie Williams here. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, on this Monday podcast. Again, the purpose of this podcast is to be a complement to the Sunday time. Because we know, uh, as we discussed last week, that not everybody can make it on a Sunday uh, nowadays. We live in a world where people travel. I mean, Ryan, you are gone so much during the fall, right? Because you recruit for SMU. So sometimes I call you, you're in Boston or you're in Miami. I mean, you're on a flight and you pretty much live on a plane. Uh, He's shaking his head yes. And so uh, what we want to do is we want to offer more uh, more content of ways that you can be connected. If you are in Dallas on a Sunday, of course, we want to see you. We've got classes. We've got the Connection Group Hour where we have classes about art, the Avett Brothers. We've got the, the New Testament Bible credit. We've got the ladies' Bible class. Jake, you can't go. You're not a lady. But we have all these things. So if you're here on a Sunday, of course, we want to see you. But if you're traveling, we want to, we want to provide things for you to connect. And also during the week, because Sunday is not the point of Christianity. Sunday is a tool, like we talked about, it could be viewed as halftime. It's preparing us to live the life that we live. And so uh, we want to offer things for you to do during the week when you're walking your dog, when you're you know, washing dishes. Jake, do you wash dishes at your house? I do. Who, I does, do. who does the dishes in the Jacobson household? Well, we have a rule in our house. And the rule is if you cook dinner, you don't do dishes. Oh, I like that. But let me tell you this. The rule gets violated regularly. And I'll tell you why. It's not the reason you think it is. Uh, the reason is because I find washing dishes therapeutic. Oh, you like to do it. I like to do it. Oh, man. It hurts my back a little bit sometimes to, to crouch over the sink, but... Uh, uh, there's something about the, the running water and, and just uh, putting soap all over uh, the dirty dishes. So his email is jake.jacobson at skillmanchurch.org. And I, I guess you would wash dishes. You, you just come over to someone's house to wash other people's dishes? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll accept payment in the form of a meal beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be happy to do the dishes. I love it, man. David and Debbie, in your house, who is the one that cares more about being clean? Clean the house, you know, dishes... Tell us a little bit about your dynamic real quick, David and Debbie, at your house. David likes cleanliness better. What? So, David, you're the one that, that really cares about cleanliness. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And uh, we have new, uh, two new people, the one and only Bill and Mary Hogan. In your household, we're just, we just got caught on this tangent about dishes and cleanliness. In your house, who is the one that washes dishes the most? We have a dishwasher. Oh, <laughs> But who, that is the who, right answer. <laughs> who loads the dishwasher? Me. Oh, you do? All right. What's good? And Ryan, you and Rebecca, you seem like a pretty good team. Yes, we take, we take turns making sure That's everything good. is... I do a lot of cooking, and sometimes I feel responsible for the dishes. But then Rebecca's <laughs> like, sit down. You were cooking. I'll do the dishes. So it's good. Yeah. Well, somehow we got on a tangent on dishes. Well, I'm going to find a way to connect it. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. But at some point in this conversation, I'm going to loop back around to this, and I'm going to connect it to Christian spirituality. I cannot wait. Me either. 
I mean, you got, if you're there, you're going to have to stick around to the very end of the podcast to see how somehow in some way Jake connects spirituality to washing dishes. So today we're talking about the church. We have been in a series at Skillman called Vision 2020 where we are talking about who we want to be as a church in this year, uh, kind of the identity, the why behind what we do. We want to be a church that people who live by faith. We want to be people who advocate hope. We want to be people who are known by our love. But one of the things that uh, we do as Christians is that we meet together regularly. We, we meet on Sundays. If you're Bill and Mary Hogan, you're meeting with someone every day. And you guys are, you could probably, you're here every day at the church building, meeting with somebody. But, you know, we kind of want to even discuss kind of why we do it and also some plans for 2020. And we're going to talk about more of this. You've heard about it in the sermon from yesterday. Uh, because we're recording Wednesday, but we're going to upload this on Monday. Yeah, the timing of this, yeah. we, have, we haven't figured out. I don't know if I should use past tense, future tense. I have no clue. Yeah. What, what day is today even? <laughs> but you kind of have, uh, in spirituality, there are what you call the monks, right? And, and even in some of the Eastern religions, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, sometimes to be truly spiritual, you kind of go on your own. You live by yourself. You live in a monastery I mean, or on top of a mountain in isolation. But for some reason, built into uh, our version of the faith, Christian faith, uh, we do it in community. And kind of, Jake, uh, the biblical scholar you are, and kind of, uh, and we'll, we'll get in the, these smart people in the audience as well, but why do you think that living faith alongside community is a good thing? Or is it a good thing? So yes, right? Like that's that's the answer I'm supposed to give. Is yes. <laughs> so yes, no, it, it is a good thing, and uh, I think we we see something in Jesus that is incredibly uh, beautiful, mm-hmm. and something that we all want to attain, and something we all want to strive for, and find a way to incorporate into our life. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the stories in the Gospels and we read about Jesus, obviously he's got a group of people that he is traveling with. It's both men and women. The, the 12 disciples get the majority of the screen time, the air time. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a, a group of women and uh, these large crowds that are following him everywhere he goes. And every once in a while, he retreats into isolation, into yeah. solitude. Yeah. Uh, but for the vast majority of time, uh, he is with people. Uh, he's with at least the 12 disciples, uh, maybe a larger group. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the story of him sending out the 72. So maybe there's... Uh, a, kind of a, a larger group of 72 mm-hmm. that are following him around. Uh, uh, and then, of course, there's always a crowd, and they want to mm-hmm. hear the teaching. They want to be healed. They want to see a healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so is, uh, is community something that we should strive for? Is it something that's good? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a season and a rhythm to it. And for mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, probably the most human uh, person, but also the most uh, divine mm-hmm the only divine human. Yes. Uh, his rhythm was majority of the time he spent it with people. Mm. And then he would go and refresh in solitude. Uh, and I'm sure that there was a regularity to that. It wasn't random, uh, but we, we only have some stories in the Bible. And yes. so we see it pop up here and there uh, throughout the Gospels, but not all the time. And uh, so as we think about for our church, for yeah. Oh, yeah. today being a community of, of faith, yes. Uh, for the majority, we, we kind of have the opposite. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We come together once or twice, maybe a week, if you're the Hogans, every day of the week, because they're superstars. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just being nice. They, they really are superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we come together once or twice a week for the most part, and then the rest of it, we're uh, not necessarily isolated from everyone, but maybe isolated from our community. Yeah. And so, and of course, there's a lot of reasons for that, but it mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting, Jesus spent the majority of his time with people and then retreated. And uh, just the way that our society is set up, when we come to our community uh, on Sundays, we're here once, maybe twice, and then we retreat away back to our own lives, our jobs, yes. the things yes. that we have to do. Oh, yeah. I like it, man. And, you know, for, the, for this vision for 2020, what we're hoping to do is, uh, and uh, we explained it on the sermon, so if you haven't heard the sermon, you can press pause right now and kind of go back and maybe get a little bit of an intro on what we're hoping to do in 2020 with the formation of connection groups. But in, for the Skillman Church family, for the, for the body of believers, for the congregation that meets off Skillman Street, uh, we're hoping this year to initiate what's called connection groups. And uh, during the Sunday morning Bible class hour, which is usually from 9.30 a.m. to 10.15, we're going to dedicate certain Sundays throughout the year, groupings of six throughout the year, where we're going to cease, Bible classes will cease meeting. So if you're in a Bible class, the uh, encouragers, the blessing, whatever Bible class that you're in, the art class, we're going to, those will cease. And every single person, instead of going to a Bible class, will attend a connection group meeting. And what Jake has done, he's taken the entire church role. Uh, you know, all, everyone who is on the role at Skillman, even visitors who, who uh, have been attending regularly, we included, and he divided them up into eight different connection groups. And each connection group is different. It's very diverse in age. Like he intentionally put 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, separated them by age and put them in different groups. And so that each group is representative of a generation. And what we're hoping to do is to build this into the very structure, the very DNA of our church. It's here at the church building, Sundays, six times, groupings a year. It's during the Bible class hour. So, I mean, you're already coming here, but instead of Bible classes, we're going to meet in these connection groups. Now, Jake, uh, you know, one thing I was going to ask you is these groups are going to be, they're diverse in age. And there's going to be diversity. These aren't you didn't make the groups, you did it randomly. So there's a chance that there's people in these groups that you know, may rub you the wrong way or may not understand you or, or, or may have a different viewpoint than you do. Do you think that by grouping these people together, we are almost initiating drama or is this a recipe for failure? The answer I would give is no. It could be, uh, but that's not what we see when we see community when it comes to uh, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So uh, you think about Jesus's 12 disciples and mm-hmm. he's got, uh, I mean, you, you can barely even pronounce some of their names, right? They're, they're, <laughs> they've fallen out of use. Uh, there's not very yeah. many uh, Bartholomews oh, uh, in our congregation today. Uh, in fact, I, I can't think of a single one. So Bart, if you're out there, I apologize. Uh, but oh, you know, they've, all, they've all got these weird names and uh, they've fallen out of use. But you think about who they are mm-hmm. and you've got a zealot Mm-hmm. You've got a tax collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Judas, who ends up being uh, you know, the, kind of the enemy at we the know, end of the story. We know that story. That doesn't end well. Yeah. And, and you've got all these people. And then you've got Peter, who's kind of a hothead. And he mm-hmm. gets a lot of airtime, a lot of screen time in the Bible. Uh, and they are all brought together by Jesus 
and the zealot and the tax collector, they have absolutely opposite opinions about the way the world should work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. somehow, in the person of Jesus, they find a place where they both can belong. Yes. So these groups, they, they, they're different people. Uh, and I, I think it's a great opportunity for us to express some of that spiritual mm-hmm. growth that you've been encouraging us to seek this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because what it means mm-hmm. to be part of a community is that you have to learn, especially if you're part of a Jesus community, you have to learn how to love like Jesus did, how to uh, accept somebody how Jesus did. That doesn't mean that you have mm-hmm. to uh, end up having the same opinions or the same views. Yeah. Uh, but it does mean that you have to be intentional with not avoiding that person, with yeah. not saying, mm-hmm. uh, we think differently and uh, I'm just not going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to even worry about it. I'm just going to avoid everything. Yeah. And so by putting these groups together, uh, the, the, the beauty of it is that everybody has something con- to contribute. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, every, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. Ooh, yeah, and so yeah. everybody in this church has something mm-hmm. to contribute uh, to help one another, to, to encourage one another, to build somebody up. And really, that's the focus. We're, we're not putting these groups together to cause difficulties or drama. Yeah. Uh, there, there's not going to be very much chance for that because we're, we're going to be too focused on trying to build each other up, encourage each other, uh, live together, mm-hmm. and focus on building community and, like you said, letting it be part of our DNA of who we are. Yes. Uh, and, of course, mm-hmm. it already is. Uh, and so we just want to highlight that. We want to put more emphasis mm-hmm. on it and bring it to the forefront this year. Exactly, man. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we don't ask much of, uh, but we're asking, if you're a part of this community, we are asking you to really take this seriously. This, we want to be a group of believers that is connected, uh, that knows each other by name. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not a massive church. In the scheme of things, we're, we're bigger than average. Uh, we're still a, a, a large church in the scheme of things. But we're, I think we're the perfect size where we can know each other. And the hope for these groups are that throughout the year, as you're meeting uh, regularly, and we're going to have a meeting and then a new set of Bible, Bible classes, then after those Bible classes end, another meeting, and then, uh, then another set of Bible classes. So there's always going to be a sending out and then a regrouping, a sending out and a regrouping. And throughout the year, these groups are going to meet and uh, there's going to be activities that build community and that really allow each other to see the uh, really the humanity, the, to, to really to build this empathy for each other as a church. Yeah, and uh, I think a great model of this uh, we see in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Acts chapter 2 is one of my favorite short mm. little passages about uh, what the early church looked like. It's just like you did. to bring in Acts chapter 2, Jay. That's right. That's it's just right. like you, man. How I knew can that, I avoid it? I knew that would come How up in this point. How can I avoid it, you know? <laughs> So uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, Luke is the author of the book of Acts, and he's writing this uh, account of what happened uh, with the church, the early church. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get, it's very early in the book still, and we get this little snapshot, this little image. And just one little verse, uh, it says in Acts 2.42 that the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if Luke is necessarily putting these in like a ranking. I don't think that's necessarily what he's doing. But he mentions four things, mm-hmm. and one of them is community. And so what I think is really great about this uh, kind of alternating back and forth between our uh, Bible classes during this connection hour and these connection groups mm-hmm. is that we're highlighting focusing on teaching mm-hmm. and focusing on community. 
And then uh, we, we also have some hopes and some dreams to incorporate maybe the other two items as well. Yes. Uh, of course, I think we incorporate prayer well mm -hmm. during our mm -hmm. worship services. Yes. Uh, oh, of yes. course, we want to continue to, to do that mm -hmm. and continue to do a good job of that, maybe even do a better job of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have also got some hopes and dreams about how we can uh, have regular meals together here yes. at the church building. Yes. And here mm -hmm. we go. Uh, whenever you eat, what do you eat with, John Mark? Man, I, I eat with a good attitude. That's all I got to say. Oh, well, that doesn't set me up very well. <laughs> well, I eat with dishes. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, man. All right. I see where this is coming. I eat with I dishes. Eat, I, eat I use dishes. a plate and I use a fork and man, a knife. But who's going to wash them? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be happy to jump in and volunteer, but I need some help. Oh, we need and to that right a... there is how you did spiritual it, discipline <laughs> and washing dishes fits together. Oh, man, that's beautiful. So, hey, uh, the people in the audience here, the, the five of you guys here, we, we're talking about these connection groups. It's a new thing at Skillman in 2020. So if you have a question about it, you're probably not the only one about how it's going to be. So as we continue to talk about it and a question comes up, you know, don't hesitate to uh, raise your hand and we'll pause. And, you know, maybe uh, your question is someone else's question. So softballs only, please. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, again, this is 2020. We're asking the Skillman Church of Christ to uh, about six times a year, six groupings. We're going to not have Bible class, and we're going to meet in groups. We've divided the entire church into eight groups. And each group actually has a name of the fruit of the Spirit. So we have the love group. We have the joy group. We have the patience group. The <laughs> Are you blanking over there? Kindness? Kindness, gentleness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Goodness. Goodness. All right. But there's nine... <laughs> There's nine fruits of the Spirit. We only had eight groups, so one had to go. So which one did you cut? I cut self-control. Uh, <laughs> no and, one wants to be in the group called self-control. And look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Self-control, of course, of course, is a good thing. We're not, we're not advocating that you cut that out of your life. Uh, but uh, I don't think very many people will be excited to say, what did you do to, at church today? Oh, I attended self-control. <laughs> Uh, I think people would, would probably have some questions about that. Oh, it probably man. wouldn't be very exciting uh, to tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, but I attended uh, the love group. Oh, that's, that sounds weird. What is that? Tell me about that. The joy group. You know? and, yeah. and so we cut self-control. That's bad. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. No one wants to be a part of the group called self-control. So <laughs> that's the one that had to go. So, uh, Jake, when do you plan on kind of getting the list out there for people to, to know what group they're a part of? Yeah, so... Uh, what our hope is, is that the first time that these connection groups will meet is in just a couple of weeks on February the 16th. February 16th, 2020. That'll be, that'll be the first meeting that these connection groups have. And uh, I'm excited about this because these connection groups uh, are going to be filled with all kinds of people. And yes. uh, so rather than it be just me telling uh, a person what group they should go to or can go to, mm -hmm. uh, we've, we've actually uh, we've gotten some folks to join us in this. And mm -hmm. uh, they're going to help us by facilitating the groups. Yes. And so uh, it actually probably won't be me who you know, tells you what group you should go to uh, mm -hmm. or what group you're invited to. But uh, hopefully every single person uh, will get a personal invitation from one of these facilitators. Yes. Uh, and, uh, of course, if for some reason you don't get that or if you have questions or are confused, uh, of course, you know, call the office, call me, call John Mark, mm -hmm. and uh, we'd be happy to, to share, uh, share the list of, of where these groups are and uh, when they meet. But uh, I'm excited because uh, this is not uh, just something that I'm doing, uh, yes. but this is something that this whole congregation, this whole community uh, is going to be doing together. And so we are, have, you, are you part of a group? I'm part of a group. 
I am okay. not leading a group. I am just a member. And Amen. I'm excited uh, yeah. about that. Do you know what your, your name is? I think I'm in the kindness. Group. Kindness. Kindness. Oh, which good. some people listening might say, nah, nah, that doesn't fit. <laughs> hey, did you put me in one? Do you know which one I'm in? Which one I'm in? I, I want to say that you're in peace, but I can't, oh, I can't remember I like that. exactly. That's a good one. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Any questions from out here so far? David's got one. I thought you were in the Fruit of the Loom group. Oh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's a good one, man. So what about kids? <clears throat> what about the children? Where do they go? That's a great question. Man, thank you. This is why you're here, David, for a question like that. So uh, we're going to, these groups, these connection groups are going to meet six times throughout the year, but it's going to be uh, a week back-to-back. So it's going to be one week and then a second week. So two weeks in a row, these connection groups are going to be meeting. The first week, it's going to be, the kids will be in their Bible classes. And so it'll be a time for the adults to participate, there won't be kids, uh, and so there'll be some discussion that happens. The second week, any kid that would like to come and part, be a part of that is invited because they are just as much a part of the church, uh, and so uh, they will also be welcome to come. But there'll be childcare for the first the first meeting, and the second meeting will be optional. They can come, or uh, the kids can go to their. The nursery will always be open because you know babies are different. But uh, I really think it's going to be a cool thing, you know, because the way you did it too, Jake, as far as breaking up the age groups is that, you know, we are, the church that we have, uh, not everybody knows each other. And I think there are some amazing people here at this church that if they connected, they would see the richness that we have. Uh, And I think you told a great story, Jake, about this past summer when we combined the mango class with the blessings class. And they did this activity called Table for Two. And so we matched people from the mango class, which primarily is from a younger generation, to the blessings class, which is full of very wise and smart people. And what we did is uh, these people met together. And to, you told me the story, Jake, is that we have two people who we know are awesome, Leah Williams and Ardella Robertson. And uh, prior to this, they had no idea that they existed. But that class brought them together, and it was almost like the universe. It was two amazing people who are so cool. They really they met and had this great conversation, and you know this is kind of those kind of stories are kind of what we what we hope happens in 2020, where this church is full of fantastic people. They just need a space, a platform to connect and to know each other and, and to see the humanity in each other and. We're going to grow a strong web as a church body. Yeah, and I think too one of the uh, one of the hopes for this, one of the the dreams that you and I have, mm-hmm. is to see out of this uh, that by the end of this year uh, that there is just an excitement about uh, knowing one another. And I think that that that's present right mm-hmm. now, uh, but I think we we haven't uh, necessarily always found ways to highlight it. Mm-hmm. or to bring it forward, like you're saying, uh, putting, mm-hmm. giving it a platform. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of excitement about uh, people saying, I feel like I know the people in my community. I feel like I know the people that I'm worshiping with. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. in some ways, these groups will become like little families within mm-hmm. the church. Yes. And uh, we, we're, we, of course, are all one family together, one community. Uh, but yeah. this will, uh, the goal, one of our hopes is that out of this, we'll have uh, eight groups of people who know each other better, uh, who worship our Lord better yes. because uh, they know mm. that uh, it's not just them, but uh, there's the person on the end of the row, 10 rows behind them, 10 rows in front of them. Uh, mm. And they know that that person 
uh, is worshiping uh, sincerely and uh, they're learning from one another and they're in, in community and relationship with each other so that they can help encourage each other and uh, challenge each other to continue to grow in faith. Yeah. So again, the plan is in 2020 to initiate these uh, connection group meetings during the Bible class hour, 9.30 to 10.15. Now, Jake, is there anything that would cause this to fail? Like what, what, would, ha what would have to happen for these groups to just fizzle out and, you know, so, do that? Well, of course, we are asking people to be there, yeah. to be present. Yeah. Uh, we, and we want to be very specific with that ask. Mm -hmm. uh, we are asking people to be there. Uh, and I know for some, that's not part of the weekly rhythm or routine that mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we're asking you just to give it a try. Yeah. Try it this year and uh, see if the level of involvement and engagement that you feel not only with this church, but with God increases. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, our bad, you know, our fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, There's we don't have to do it uh, again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are asking people to be involved. It's, uh, it's like you said, there's six groupings, and each grouping there's two back-to-back -back meetings. Mm -hmm. And so it's 12 Sundays yeah. this year. And, uh, of course, we know some people, uh, as you preached about this uh, two Sundays ago, mm -hmm. uh, some, some people travel and are out yeah. of town. Mm -hmm. And so you might not be in town for all of them. But if you're here in town, we'd love for you to come and join mm -hmm. us. Uh, we think that it will increase the liveliness within our church, that we'll be excited uh, to worship together. Yes. And mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, failing, uh, I think th the answer is no. Mm. Uh, I don't think that these groups can fail mm. because uh, even if uh, a group has only half of the people uh, that are in that group present for a meeting, mm -hmm. uh, Scripture tells us where two or more are gathered in, in the name of Christ, uh, God is there with us also. Yes. And so uh, I, guess, I guess the only way that it could fail is if I'm the only person who shows up on a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because then there's only one person. Uh, yeah. Or if you're the mm -hmm. only person who shows up on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I think, I, I truly do believe that, uh, that there's no such thing as failure. Uh, this is a community of people who love each other, who have yeah. committed ourselves to worshiping together here at this place. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we've done that, uh, the Lord is going to honor whatever we do. Uh, yes. Whatever we do uh, that is faithful to his words and scripture, uh, to the teachings of Jesus, uh, the Spirit will honor in this place. And uh, so even if only 50% of our church participates, even if only 20%, 10%, uh, I think uh, the Lord will do great things here in this place this year. Yeah. I think it's too to, to note that the reason why that we're so excited about it is we, we really feel like this can contribute to the spiritual growth of the individual. I think that when, um, when you talk about spiritual formation— the way that people are formed is to have these experiences in connection with God and you know the divine, and it happens individually. You know, there's times where you can have uh, that experience with God individually, but it also happens in a community, in a, a community setting. So the purpose behind this isn't to add something to your plate because it's really we're we're making we're trying to make it as easy as possible. It's Sunday morning, nine fifteen. You're already here, you know. So we're not trying to add something to your plate. This our hope and dream is that by if we connect with each other, we will grow closer to God. We'll grow spiritually, and I think that's what we want to do this year. That's our that's our goal. That's our purpose. That's our why behind it. Yeah, uh, a quick little anecdote. Uh, just to reinforce one more time how important it is uh, to pay attention to one another when we have covenanted ourselves to be in community as followers of Jesus together. Uh, earlier today, 
uh, John Mark, you were having some of us on the staff go through an exercise oh, yeah. uh, that I'm not. I'm going to try not to give it away because we're, we're going <laughs> to save it and use it during our connection group meeting. Yeah. Uh, but you had us go through an exercise, and uh, as part of this exercise, we had to look at one another's eyes, mm -hmm. and uh, we're looking around the room at one another, uh, uh, seeing each other, and uh, when it ended, you asked, "What did you learn?" And immediately, uh, Dulcinea looked at me and said, "All this time, I thought you had blue eyes." <laughs> and it's it's something so simple. Uh, I mean, I just eye color, right? Uh, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't. It matters zero percent in the grand mm -hmm. scheme of things of life. It doesn't matter at all. But she noticed that I don't have blue eyes. Uh, That's cool. I have kind of brown hazel eyes. Yeah. And just for that moment, she learned something about me. Mm. She thought she knew me. She mm. thought she knew something about mm -hmm. me. And just by looking at my eyes, she learned something new. And I think that's a great anecdote for what these uh, connection groups could be, is yeah. all of a sudden we thought we knew uh, who we were worshiping beside, who, who was here at this church, yeah. and then all of a sudden we learned something new, just as, as easy as, as looking at someone's eyes and seeing a different man, eye color. I love that story, man. Yeah, the, uh, I think Skillman is so blessed. There's some amazing people here at this church. Um, it's, it's an amazing community of faith. And I think uh, I love the diversity that we have in this church, especially generational diversity. You know, a lot of churches out there, um, they're full of the same generation. You know, you have churches that are primarily young people, primarily wise people. But for somehow, some way, uh, Skillman has, you have Sadie, who, how old is she now? 101 years old. And then you have Baby Hugh, who, how old is Baby Hugh? Two months. And they... They sit within a few rows of each other, and they're a part of the same community of faith. It's, it's a gift. The Peruvians have this saying. It's kind of a, it's a funny saying, but uh, they say that Peru, Peruvians are uh, peasants sitting on a bench of gold, that uh, they have these riches. Peru uh, has these amazing riches, minerals, and just, but they haven't, they haven't realized the richness that they have. And, and, uh, and I think in a lot of ways, Skillman, we have this, this bench of gold that we're sitting on that really, uh, if we provide a platform, I think we will all be blessed. We'll all grow closer to God. It'll, it'll spur on our faith. There's so many one another passages in Scripture. It just, it'll just give us an excuse to, to do that for each other. Yeah, we got we got an audience here, you know. We've been talking a lot, and, and again, we apologize. You're live showing, you know. One day, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about a scripture. You know, we're going to go deep and down, and so you know, we'll, this is a lot of uh, you know talking about our plans because we're part of the Vision 2020. But is there any comments or questions or insults from the audience? Uh, anything um, that that you are curious about? Crickets. See, last week, the same thing happened. And as soon as we turned off the recording, boom. It, yeah, sorry. That's, that's when the magic happened. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's the recording. It oh, makes people nervous. Here we go. Ryan Cole has a question. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not really a question. Oh, comment. I always, Teach us. I always have lots of comments. So there was a class once that your wife, Tara, um, was talking about this concept of I can't even remember exactly, but it was basically like you, like knowing God and it's in His fullness by knowing like God's children and how we're all made in the image of God. But I think we tend to think of it as more as like physically, like, oh, probably God maybe has two ears because like we all have two ears <laughs> for the most part or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one thing that's going to happen with these connection groups mm -hmm. is the fact that we'll get to know God 
more by knowing his his children and his people mm. um, better. So especially if you you were talking about the kind of homogeneity of like people that are all kind of like you at a lot of churches and even people self-select a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we, we all kind of can identify with that, but having the opportunity to interact with people and know people more that are different than us, mm-hmm. but all still um, are here to, to serve Christ and live, uh, live for him, then I think we'll get to know God a little bit better. So yeah, I'm excited about it. That's a great point, man. That's a great point. This is why we need to not have you and I on this. I know, man. It we needs should... to be other people talking. I know. That's, that's beautiful. Thanks, Ryan. Every time Ryan Cole opens his mouth, it's like truth comes out, man. It's like sitting on a bench of gold. <laughs> that's good. You're on, you're on fire, man. Anything else from this uh, prestigious Bill Hogan? You always have something to say, man. Anything you want to, anything, uh, what do you love about Skillman Church, just real quick? And what do you think about these connection groups? I think sincerely, and I am as guilty as anybody else, mm-hmm. I think this is the way it originally was meant to be. Mm. How did we get so far away from it? That's a great question. And you're talking about, uh, you know, we read Acts chapter 2, and the, the way that Acts 2 talk, talks about versus the 2020 church. How well, do, now, I, I have the church in Acts 2, you must remember, a lot of people had gathered there at Jerusalem for the Passover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the gospel was first preached there. And these people stayed in community. Mm-hmm. There were some very rich people back home who didn't have anything now mm-hmm. because they wanted to stay and hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was... But it, it, the need at the time was served. Mm. Mm-hmm. And people lived in community. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a diaspora, mm-hmm. these communities spread out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, there still was a church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were still preaching. Yes. But maybe maybe not the same type of community living that they did in Acts 2. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds like, well, that's not the idea. But they did what was needful at the time. Mm. I think that's a great point, Bill, because a couple of verses after the one that I read, Yes. It, it shows and starts to talk about the radical selflessness. And that's what, I think that's what you're highlighting is that they took care of the needs that every time a need popped up, it was immediately met because they cared for each other and they lived in that kind of radical community together. And, and, and uh, they went around collecting money at one time. They wanted to lay by in the store as they see the time approaching when they have to come by and pick this money up to take the poor saints to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But the need was met. Mm-hmm. They all had the same mind of what needed to be done, and they did it. Yeah, and uh, I think that's 
Thank you, Bill, for, for yeah. saying that because yeah, it's hard to have the same mind uh, when you don't spend time with one another. And exactly. we, we do that in some ways here at Skillman, but uh, we are looking to uh, grow in that area, We're looking to yeah. even add more to what's already out there. There's a couple of great options already for community, but uh, this is just uh, adding to what's come before that's been good and trying to grow in that area further. Yeah, I think relationship too is such a key to this. I mean, if you were to see someone you love, deeply love in pain, you would do everything in your power to help that situation. And uh, I think in 2020, the, the fast paced life, I think in some ways we haven't had that, that deep connection where we truly see each other. You know, I think, and even if we ask each other how we are, We'll always say, I'm doing fine. But really, how are we doing? And uh, I'll never forget one time when I was uh, in Peru, and we had uh, heard about this lady who wanted to talk to us in the very top of one of the slums in Lima. So we had to take this bus all the way up to the, to the top of one of these slums. And the way that Lima is set up, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Brazil, where you have these mountains that are just covered by homes. Well, Peru probably about 10 years behind, and so these, these homes, there's homes on these hills. Most of the wealthy people live uh, where, where it's flat, but the, the, those that are more economically disadvantaged, they live on these mountains, and they don't have running water, electricity. And uh, so we got invited. We went all the way to the very top, and uh, we saw this, this woman, a single mother, who had a home that was uh, falling apart. The roof was bent. And we didn't know what, what we were going to do going up there, but once we saw her, we saw her, we all knew that we had to do something about it. But it, it took us seeing her to be able to respond in that way. But once you see, you can't unsee. And you're moved to that compassion, but you have to see in order to be there. And I think, um, you know, I think the church, uh, you know, we, hopefully, we can see each other more. And, and when it comes to a place, if we can live out more of this Acts 2 model, when there is someone hurting and someone in pain, it won't be just trying to find volunteers. It'll be a natural, organic thing that, man, I see this person, they're in pain and need. Let me do what I can to help. So this is a little bit of a left turn, maybe, but I think it, I think it connects. Is it about dishes? It's not about dishes. Okay. I can try to add that in. <laughs> Uh, no, this, this holiday, this past holiday, we were spending time with Rebecca's family in Abilene, and her oldest brother uh, is a doctor there in Abilene, and he said, he said this thing, and I've kind of been thinking about it ever since. I don't know if he's right. Uh, mm -hmm. I suspect that he is, uh, but I haven't had enough time to, to really process it yet. Yeah. But he said uh, that we only have a finite amount of empathy. Mm. And so how we choose to use that empathy uh, matters because we only have a certain amount of it. Yeah. And uh, so he was talking specifically about, uh, you know, when somebody in the news uh, passes away and you have no physical connection to that person, you don't know them, uh, but you, you maybe, maybe have heard of them or you've seen a movie that they were in or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I don't have time uh, to empathize with those pe you know, the people mm -hmm. who passed away. I feel, I feel sorry for them. I feel bad that, that they've died. Yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. I reserve my empathy for the people that I know. Ooh. And I thought that was really interesting, and I think it connects to what you're saying as far as seeing the need of somebody, yes, and then responding uh, with empathy, uh, yes. responding uh, because you can see them and you know them and you know their need. Uh, so, anyways, if anybody has any uh, wisdom on that and wants to come and find me, 
feel free because uh, I haven't I haven't made up my mind yet if he's yeah. right or not. And man, we want we want it's, it's not going to be easy to. This, this is going to be. It takes work. It takes it takes challenge. And you know uh, a famous line that Ron Borderland would always say, uh, Brother Ron Borderland, he said he dreams of a church that is safe and uncomfortable. Man, let's let that sink in. A church that is safe and uncomfortable. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, really, like, you have to be vulnerable to get to that place. To f- <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable to be vulnerable, but, but to be vulnerable, you need to have this sense of safety. And so I think uh, we're hoping that Skillman, just like uh, inspired by Ron Bordelin, and these connection groups will be a place that's safe, but also at times uncomfortable. Well, this has been a rich conversation, and uh, man, let's do this again next week. Uh, we are going to be putting out one of these uh, every week, and again, uh, this one is, you know, again, we're talking about some plans for the year, so we apologize if it's, you know, more of a public service announcement, but we really want to over-communicate uh, because there are times where we feel like uh, we've communicated, but someone says, well, I didn't hear about that. And so in this one, it's so important. We are so excited about it. We want this to be the very fabric. We're, we're maybe talking about it a little bit too much, but we appreciate your patience uh, on this. But we wanted to, again, communicate the great plans. Uh, next uh, conversation, uh, we're going to be beginning, beginning a series on living by faith. So, Jake, I want to ask you some questions next week about faith, Can't what it wait. means uh, what Paul thinks about faith, what Jesus thinks about faith, what the author of Hebrews thinks about faith. And so that's going to be a theme for the next couple of weeks. If you're in the audience, come on back. We want to hear you next week uh, to hear your take on faith. We'll open the Bible, we'll read together, and hopefully we'll, it'll be a, a, a rich conversation. And if you have just arrived at your destination, you've finished walking your dog, I really hope you're not carrying in your hand a plastic bag. That's kind of gross. But it is. Dog owners have to do it. But, uh, do your duty. <laughs> but we look forward uh, to uh, seeing you again next week. Thank you for uh, blessing us with your time to this week. And uh, please join us again a week from today at the uh, Skillman Church of Christ podcast. God bless you all. Thank you.